When we're listening to this song, I was like, wow, band-aids don't fix bullet holes. Wow. I just was like, <laughs> all of that. It's like going into this conversation. It's about to be real. It's about to be real. Tete, Haji, how is it going? How are you? I am hanging in there. You know, like yeah. the, the thing that comes to mind was, um, you, you know, Kumba, like, you know, when someone's hanging <laughs> Yeah, so that's how I feel. Um, it's been uh, a long week, a long couple of months, a long year and a half. So just just starting to feel the toll of like the reality of life and um, and just just yeah, just how how much is is happening. Um, but not to be a wet blanket and a cloud that descends on on all things life. How are you? Not not at all. I think it's been, you know, there's been a lot of heaviness as well in the in the week. Like um, you know, thinking of everyone who's lost someone this this past week or just this past, you know, few few weeks. It's been so so heavy and I feel you on that. I think it just it just weighs on everything, you know, sometimes. And so for sure, I I I had a, a pretty heavy week last week, but this week I'm on vacation. Um, and it takes a bunch of wild. Maybe, maybe vacation, maybe vacation. Who knows? But... How can you be on a vacation when I'm here? Why, why are you vacationing? Anyway, sorry, continue. Continue. Anyway, so if I sound a little different, maybe that's why, you know, the air on the seaside, maybe it's a little different, a little different or something. But yeah, I think I've, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, also, like a lot going on, you know, that, that same heaviness, but really excited to be on air, really excited to be back. Um, again, like we said earlier, we had a fire week of radio, um, so much good content coming through. I think throughout the show, like aspects will, will pop up. I was telling Haji today that I had a dream about Kuchgawi Thurumbi and I was like, I think Madorofia FM and Toa are taking over my whole life and my psyche. But um, yeah, That's when sure. you know something's really good, when it's invading every part of your life. So you're Snaps welcome. Snaps to that. Snaps to that. I don't know if we're recording. I actually just remembered that and figured that. Um, awesome. I'm glad we're we're on it. Your tete is on it, guys. Anyway, before <laughs> without going too far, let's let's go into it. Let's go into it. So as always, we are so grateful to be here with you guys. We're grateful that you are here with us and hanging as always. And this is, you know, a space for, for us to share, to have those conversations, those deep conversations that I think a lot of us wish we'd had with various members of our family, just people to advise us and to give us some, some resources and information on this. And so, you know, as always, we aim to create as safe a space as possible, um, welcoming, open to, to folks from different walks of life, and to have those conversations that maybe we're not having regularly, but we know we need to have. And your lived experience, that's important to us. Uh, always, you know, we'll drop a Google form, we'll 
ask you guys for your opinions or polls. We did that again this week. We want to know. We want to know for sure. And yeah, so I just had a little blackout here. I'm sorry. I don't know if I popped out, but um, I think I'm back. <laughs> I'm yeah. back. Just having, I was just having a few tech issues. Sorry, guys. Such a, well, Papa Dofamba Saturn today. It's, it's been a, we refuse. But what I was saying is, you know, your lived experience is valuable. We want to hear. So feel free. Come as you are. Come through. Engage with us. Um, you know, we are on Twitter. We are always keen to hear what you folks are saying, what you're thinking. So tweet us and join the conversation using the hashtag MadorofiaFM. You can follow the conversation if you follow at Madorofia FM. You can follow me. I'm at Chichipasi. And you can call, uh, follow Haji at Call Me Haji. But if you aren't on Twitter, because we know a lot of you, some of you aren't, aren't on Twitter, but you tune in and you listen in, we see y'all. Shout out to you. And you still want to contribute to the chat. If you have a number, hit us up. We're on IG as well at Madorofia FM. Come through, come through. Or you can also email us. Um, if you have music you want us to share, a story you want us to talk about, um, this is your platform, guys. We want to talk about what you folks want to hear. We want to talk about what you want to have uh, information and resources on. So come through, email us at uh, Hazri, H-A-Z-V-I, at madorofiafm.com, or me, Chiedza P, at madorofiafm.com. Um, as always, Hazri, do you want to debrief a little bit about what we talked about last week. Um, we had a, a well, two weeks ago now, such a good conversation. Um, you know what? Like, I, I still cannot get over avenues. Like, anytime <laughs> I think about what we talked about last time, that's all that comes to mind. Not that's all, but like, that's like the highlight that comes to mind. But yes, um, last time we were together, we talked about the worries, woes, and stories of moving out of a Zimbabwean household, particularly as a young woman. And if you missed that, please feel free to catch up with us on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we had two guests. Uh, we had Chico, who shared her story about moving out. Um, and then we also had Kudzi, aka DJ Sister K, who shared her story about moving out and how that just had ripple and uh, ripple effects on her, her brother being able to move out too. So again, you can catch up on that episode on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Um, and so that said, um, what are we talking about this week? I mean, I'm like, I'm asking that, but I'm like, is it even a surprise? Because we've been, we've posted about it and, and we've mentioned it before, but like, um, yeah, we are talking about the realities of going through family and friend breakups. Um, and I know we, we talk about heartbreak and heartache when it comes to the loss of a romantic relationship, but I think that um, the reality of losing family and friends is something mm. that we don't often talk about. So today's time together is going to be dedicated to those stories and experiences. And of course, um, just looking in general, how we approach conflict and conflict resolution um, and just hearing, of course, stories from your wannabe tetes, personal experiences, some of which where we were the toxic people involved, <laughs> other parts where we were the victims of um, the, the, the toxicity. So yeah, 
we intend on keeping it real as always. Um, and as Chiedz has already said, this is a safe space. This is a judgment-free zone. Um, we also dropped a Google form and we'll share the link to that again if you'd like to share your story anonymously. And of course, we had a poll that we're going to look at the results later on in the show. Um, but to get us started, as you know, most of our playlists are always centered around whatever theme that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a bit of a musical break and we will play Wakatemba by XQ and Toki. And of course, this is like, you know, sometimes in a relationship, in a friendship, you're you are sure, you are certain, you feel very assured of yourself. And then along the way, you realize, Kuti, wait sure that this would never happen my person with my friend not my friend not my friend <laughs> you thought you were said you not you sent the wrong person you sent the wrong person oh my gosh so that was again xq and toki vibes with waka temba Pretty much introing us. Actually, no. Taylor Swift introed us into this whole story yeah. about blood and you know a relationships gone wrong. Um, particularly in in our context today, being friendships and family. Um, but yeah, like yeah, like unexpected. I think you know with family and friend breakups. Like I think I just I just treated it as well, kind of. But it's those people that you're like, yo you think they're going to be there for forever. And Wakachemba mm. uh, really like hits on the trust aspect of things where you're like, I trusted you, my guy, what happened? And you know, and you're like, not my friend. What well, you said, not my family member. Like when it's family, I feel like that also hits so different, but also just so painful. And the ways we don't talk about it, we don't talk about it as much. But I'm curious, like, obviously we're going to share our stories with you guys. So come one, come all, tell your friends to tell your friends to come tune in and, and chat about this. But we also really want to hear your story. So again, like we dropped those, the Google form and the timeline, please do fill it out. If you have a story you want to share, let us know, let us know. We want to hear. But I, you know, there's lots of different things that causes these breakups. Um, I was asking a friend of mine earlier um, you know, what, in, in your opinion, like in, in your family and friendship breakups that you've experienced, what has been one of the key motivating factors? And, you know, it surprised me because I can't do Timari. And I just wow. think, yeah, I never thought money would be something that would be this, this issue. But, you know, when I thought about it some more, I was like, I think a lot of like, obviously money has a lot of implications on a lot of other things. And like in Zim society, I think it's really complex like throw in sometimes my, you know, dynamics between uh, people like in Zem and people in the diaspora and like, you know, some of just some of the weird things that happen and just how it can show you know, but to me that was really odd because I, I, I mean, I haven't had one breakup directly around friendship, around money, but I will say I had one friendship where it, I think the issue was that we didn't talk about money up openly enough. And so it ended up like my expectations would be weird. Like, let's say you'd want to do something that's really expensive. And like, 
I think not being inclusive and thinking, oh, you know, is this financially feasible for everyone? And like not having open conversations. But anyway, that's like a, obviously like, I'm curious, like for anyone who, who's listening, like has, has money, has that been the experience? Like has any of that been around money? Um, I know that wasn't one of the poll options, but Haji, I'm curious, like in your experience or like in, it doesn't have to be necessarily your experience, but what do you think is, uh, what have you seen to be some of the, the causes, like what causes it? Because like, people who you think will be in your life forever and then they're not, like what's that about? You know, you know, I hadn't actually thought about Yair Madi as a cause for a relationship ending, but I do have experience in like in a friendship where Nyaye Mari was an issue of tension. Like thankfully the relationship didn't end. And 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 that is because at some point there was communication. But like I can I can completely relate because you know it it was, you know, I I I being the person who had um no income at the time, um, and surrounded by people who could afford to do all these different things, um withdrew from the group without communicating that hey this is this is the reason why i'm withdrawing and i i can totally see how that could have easily if if i didn't have people who had been persistent and really committed to talking through it um i can see how that could have been an issue but um my thing like what i've noticed for myself personally as a big reason for relationships ending whether it's friendship or um and I don't know, like family, I don't, I don't know. Okay, I, 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 let me start out by saying that as an extreme loyalist, I struggle with the concept of anything ending. Like in my mind, I'm always like, mm. you know, like one of the stories that I, I, I have as an example is someone, you know, if it, saying to me that I need space, you know, and I've, I've thought about it and I'm like, well, she says she needs space. Is that like, a few days is that like for me it's important to know like if you need space does that mean we don't talk but anyway like so as an extreme loyalist i struggle with the concept of like this friendship ended or this relationship ended like um i mean like not romantic relationship but like this yeah. friendship ended or this family relationship ended so in my mind i have some relationships on pause they haven't ended they are they're on sympathetic but, but guys, I think, okay, I do think some relationships <laughs> must end. Some things are seasonal, guys. But I, I hear you on that too. I really struggle. Like there's even people who, like I've, I've lived in a lot of different places in the past, LOL, 10 years. But, um, but I think I've noticed that I've also maintained a lot of relationships and not necessarily because they're, not that a relationship always has to be beneficial, like, but I, I think there needs to be intentionality around some of it. And I hear you on the end of not wanting things to end. I'm not the sort of person who will like ghost or like ignore a message or something. And so sometimes also go pizza. Hi, hi. How are you? How are you? But like a positive substance. Anyway, I'm digressing. But uh, it, in my in my case, I found quickly the causes around um, friendship breakups to me never make sense. Like the ones I've had, I'm like my I'm like <laughs> for my friends, like. Honestly, and I'm like, so really, we stopped being and with some of, and I think in some of the two cases that really stick out to me, we were like best friends, you know, like legit, like Mono are so close to you. And then when you look back at the reason, you're like, 
okay, for the one where I was the toxic one, guys, I'll share this one. Guys, I was so toxic. I don't think I'll share Wait. the full details because Donyara, and I don't want you guys to look at me with that look. And I know it's a safe space, but <laughs> wait, okay, 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 okay. For 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 the one that you were the toxic person. So just to okay. to clarify for myself and for the listeners, is this the one where it was with your best friend, the or is this a different situation? Is this a different friendship? She was she was one of my best friends. Like in okay. in undergrad, she was one of my best friends. We were actually like a click of three, uh, up three or four or something. And like she was someone who so she was in a circle. Like in in that four in that group, she wasn't my best friend, but she, we were close in that click, you know. So oh my god, yeah, guys, I can't believe I'm gonna talk about this on air. But anyway, we're here to be vulnerable, so y'all can feel safe. Or- Healing through storytelling. Snaps to that. It snaps to that. So, so I think in that case, but with family, I think for me, it's also like breaking of trust. And that's really at the core of it for family, for me. And I think we have this, yeah, I don't know what you guys think, but for me, I think there's a culture sometimes of lack of accountability. You know, we joke on the timeline a lot about your parents will never apologize to you. They'll just start being nice to you. Obviously with my mom, like, obviously I'm not going to do that. Like, I love my mom. I'm not going to stop talking to her. She doesn't apologize. Is what it is. But there's some big, big things that happen with like extended family members and people who, again, you really, really love. You think they're going to be there for forever. And then they do something that like stabs you in the back. So painful, like breaks trust in the worst way possible. And then they just want to vibe like nothing happened afterwards. And to me, yo, guys, that is so triggering. You know, but that's, that's toxicity to me. Your energy is toxic. So, yeah, those are some of the causes that I feel like, yeah. So, because to me, accountability is key. Papa Nakuti, oh, we've moved on. Let's act like it never happened. Hey? 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 All oh, those sleepless nights when I was crying, all oh, that stress, and then it's just gone. We don't even talk about it. You know, like... Um, I, that, 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 that was, um, that, my, <clears throat> I even, <laughs> I even struggled to say it, like, but like, um, like, I, 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 I absolutely agree. Accountability is important and it's, and it's, it's important to, to acknowledge where you've wronged someone to apologize and then to actually show the intention of being a better person, um, for, in that relationship, um, and that said, I can also fully attest to, and I think in the example that I'll share for, for the friendship, it's like, I was that person where I was like, ah, 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 why? Like, you know, and I'm not making excuses for myself by, like, by no means. But one of the things that I realized that, you know, like now in retrospect, I can be like, oh, that was such toxic behavior. And, you know, like, great like I can see that now but when I was in that place I didn't I didn't know better that's not an excuse that's not a justification that's Mm. an acknowledgement of where I was so I didn't know better but it was also because I had just never had to deal with like healthy conflict resolution and this is really strange like as as someone I'm not conflict averse which is like there's there's something that's like oh I'm not conflict averse right it's great but it's it's an additional layer to be like I'm not conflict averse but I know how to do it in a healthy and helpful way so I was just not conflict averse Mm. I was always just want to start things and not necessarily in healthy way 
oh my goodness like and i was that i was that person you know i was just like i for the sake of you knowing kutishandi boa i'm going to make sure you know kutishandi boa without thinking about the choice of words in conveying that message without thinking about the implications of what i'm saying to the other person and without even trying to understand to get clarity or anything so yeah so yeah i i too acknowledge my own toxicity in in different ways and in different places and uh yeah so i'm again <laughs> not justifying the people who will wake up one day and just be like but but saying i used to be that person and then i swung from that to being like the over like we need to talk through every single thing like nitty gritty and i think now i'm swinging into a more healthy place where not everything is like we don't need to talk about everything but yeah. like you know some important things do need to be discussed so yeah like yeah i i hear you before we go obviously we're going deep already and <laughs> like but before we go to our song i just want to shout out some folks on the timeline that i'm seeing that are listening in with me rooms we see you girl Hi, hi, Kuchka with the room B, that shout out. Yes, girl, I'll be dreaming about you. This is, it's a lot, it's a lot. Eh, Moku DJ, no weak source. Did he say, say over there in, in skies? Is that where you are? Who knows? Hi. Chichimaja, I'm going through this right now. Don't date within the friend circle of Edwe Muchiziwa Munoso Tipastris. Oh, girl, we want to know that story. We want to know what's happening. Well, dating, like dating within friend circles, like wow it, if it goes well it goes well if it goes left massacre you lose multiple people not me wow. once upon a time dating my best friend yeah it is a massacre anyway you moving did, on said, you did let's your go best let's friend. go keep going keep okay, going okay okay you... let's go guys please please put pressure on your tete hands i dated my best friend and me personally i want to know i thought you were gonna say i dated my best friend's brother Oh, I've flinged around that before. Dangerous. Don't even do it. Anyway, before we go very far, Murder by Holy Ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know whether this is a sign of how you're fling with your, your best friend's brother went, but okay. Pana Papa is safe. Pana Papa is hater free. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dang, those holy ten and pro beats on the on the track uh, murder. That's one. The first line is my favorite. hater free. Um, because sometimes you look around and you're like, I thought I was in a safe space with friends and family, but jokes on me. Um, I realize now that we were going to play a jingle jingle and I also just overtook, but you know what, the spirit was strong within me. No, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's the excitement. And so just in case you forgot who we are and who you're listening to. Let's go! This is Madorofia FM, my vibes, my vibes, oh yeah. That's right, my vibes, mm-hmm. Kuvanu, my vibes, Evanu. You're listening to Bohere, conversations you wish you had na tete with your tetes. Komi Haji and at Chichi Pasi. Um, oh. And today we're talking about family and friendship breakups. So we've kind of like hi, like kind of like floated the ideas that we will um <clears throat> 
share our our own personal stories and experiences with either being a toxic friend that was cut off or um, having an experience where you had to do the cutting off of a, um, a, a family member or a friend. So, um, yeah, it's like, it's like, why is my heart racing? Like, why is my heart racing? Well, this whole show, since, since this is what we're talking about, like, I sometimes just tear up just thinking about it. My emotions are just still so strong, which is wild to me. Yeah, you know, like, there's, there's a tweet you shared with me that I think is, like, really profound. Let me see if I can find it. I wanted to read that as I um, get ready to, to share my story. And I'm intentionally choosing to start out with a part where I was the toxic person, because I think sometimes when we retell experiences like this, or where we retell um, our stories, you know, it's, it's so easy for us to, to, to be like, oh, I'm the victim or, oh, I yeah. like this happened to me or this, this, this. But the reality is that in any relationship, there are two people involved and like, we all contribute to something. Sometimes our toxicity is the result, is the reason a relationship ends. And sometimes it's the, the reason it, it's someone else's like toxicity that ends the relationship. But I don't think for me, at least personally, the pain of that loss like is is different like even when i was toxic i still felt the pain of the loss um and so the the tweet was it said friendship breakups can be much more devastating than romantic ones especially Mm -hmm. when you did everything together and imagined that person being there for all your future milestones it's extra hurtful when you did something terrible to end the relationship and show no remorse um wow wow yeah so as i as i mentioned earlier i am not a conflict averse person Mm -hmm. like um and (laughs) i actually you know i don't think it's as endearing right now but in high school i had someone who would always be like if ever i find myself in a situation i'm just going to come and find you and i know you will handle it and i used to take such pride in it because like if anyone has has watched real housemaids of zimbabwe jane this <laughs> is jane and i but i'm the one who's toxic so anyway i had been friends with um we had been friends for like a long time like we were, we were friends since the beginning of high school friends throughout um high school the reality of our friendship was it was kind of like you know you know one of those like oh we're friends but like we're not really sharing anything like that's true in our lives. It was like friendship for show. Um, so I think that's problem number one. We had friendship for show. Problem number two came in where, you know, she would do things that bothered me, but I didn't say anything. Like, I'd just be like, oh, you know, whatever. Like, oh, whatever, you know, whatever. And I'd just let it go and I'd just let it pass. Um, and so we're friends for like four years through high school. We finish high school, we go to uni and we remained friends. Like we were like communicating and, you know, seeing each other every once so often. 
um, <clears throat> one New Year's Eve, um, everyone's like, oh, we're gonna, we're all gonna get together and we're gonna go out. Um, so, mm. you know, we all come and she, she just, she happened to, to have like, you know, really understanding parents and, and they had like a place that they weren't living at. And so, you know, we could go there. So we were there and we were all getting ready to go out. Um, and so she, it was, so it was like a mix of people now, you know, so some of her friends from uni now, some friends from high school, and we're all just mixed in there. Again, like I said, initially our friendship was for show. And now we had issues, at least I had issues that I had never addressed. Mm. And then now, now we're in this group where like there's new people involved. So there's new relational dynamics. So I'm seeing her again in a different light. So I'm seeing her relate to people in a, in a way that was different from the way that she and I had related together. And so like Mascati, like I, I'm, I'm noticing, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's super understanding. I can see that she's super caring towards this person and, you know, super caring to this other person's needs. And I feel this rage start to bubble within because I'm like, Uh-oh. this girl that I'm seeing and the person that I, I know, they're, they're not the same. And I'm like, you know, what manner of kindness is she showing these people? Like, you know, like all of these things. Yeah. So I, like, I, and it, it, honestly speaking, if I had dealt with my internal issues, it was not, it was, it was a non-issue, but I had existing issues that were coming into the situation. So, so we're all getting, so we continue getting ready and then drinks get involved, right? Oh um, no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so drinks getting, get involved. And again, like it was like about like eight girls. So one of her friends from uni, um, but what did she like? I don't even know. It was like something really small. Like I think like a hairpin or something like borrowed something or took, it wasn't borrowed. Oh, she, she needed yeah. it, took it. And like, it's not even like I only had one hairpin, but anyway, took the <laughs> hairpin and I saw it happen again. I see her taking it. I say nothing. And then, but like an hour later, I'm just like, livid like i'm seething mm-hmm. and i'm bubbling and and i again it was the first time i'd ever met her had never seen her before but i'm took it i happen so my friend now comes and she wants to intervene because she's like oh what's going on like no i don't understand what's going on and i took that opportunity to unpack five years worth of <laughs> frustration oh no Oh, Add no. to that five years worth of frustration, a bottle or two of wine. Oh dear! And bottle of two, bottle or two. Uh, 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 uh. Shared among eight people. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> and then so she started to cry. And this is mm. this is where this is where like I'm just like, my goodness, the level of toxicity was just like, on my end. I was just like, so she starts to cry, and I was like, Saka no forgot him so no Oh, oh my god. Oh, I, know. Like, I can't I even never... imagine you ever saying this. I, I cannot, guys. I know. Like, like I, I rem I so distinctly remember those words coming out of my mouth. And it felt like an out-of-body experience because I was like, wait, who is that? And how is she saying that? like and, and I said that to her, and she was just like, No. And like I literally forced the someone who was my friend, someone who I was supposed to care about. I forced her to stop crying, 
to pack up her feelings because I was like, you're not the one who's been wronged. It's my hip and wow. that was taken. So please get over it. Wow. Um, suffice it to say that night was like the last night. I think we ever saw each other over the years. I've had like multiple times where I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like how do I reach out to, to her and, and say something. And I did reach out at some point and, oh. and like acknowledge that, Hey, this is, this is, but, but, she was just like, she was not having it. And and I had yeah. to respect that, like that what I did and how I did what I did was so harmful that she was just like, I can't trust you anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think I can. And that was hard for me to hear, but that was true. Like, I was like, I don't blame you. Like, number one, I told you, but it's like, <laughs> what, what are you saying? Like, girl. I know. Wow. Wow. I have, I have like a couple questions, follow up questions for you, but I, you know, I, I just wanted to touch on, you know, I think sometimes we see ourselves as good people. Right. And so, and I saw a tweet the other day, something about, you know, if you see yourself as a good person, you're always trying to maintain that image. And there's a way a, a, a part of you that's performing and acting. It's not like super real. That's not what the tweet said, but I'm just interpreting now. And I think, you know, to your point of when you realize your own toxicity, like that part is so intense because you're like, and the thing is, you knew it's justified, like 100%. If she does not ever want to talk to you again, yeah, I mean, you are pretty, did some pretty messed up things, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's justified. But I'm curious because when I share, I'll share my story about toxicity later. Um, but I, I haven't reached out to this friend since then. And I've thought about it lots of times, right? And for me, I, I'm always torn between, am I reaching, why am I reaching out? And what are good reasons to reach out years after something has happened, right? And Munu has moved on with their lives. Yeah. So like, what, how do you know, Kuti, you should reach out? Because for me, I'm scared that, like, uh, what are my motives? Maybe there's a part of me that's doing it so I feel better. So I feel like... I did the best I could or something because I don't want to be friends with this person again, but I really want to, I apologize back then too, but I really want to apologize again because I still carry like a level of guilt. Right. And like, and all of that, but how much of that is in, in, she's moved on with her life. And now like five years later, you're coming to be like, Hey, I want to apologize for this. Is it dredging this up for this person? Like, is it bringing back behind her, you know? So I guess I'm curious, like to you and also to people listening, if anyone knows or like has some thoughts on this, like, how do you know, Kuti, I should reach out or that I've reached a point where I'm, it's more toxic for me to come back and be like, hey, hey, girl, hey, I want to apologize. Like I did some messed up stuff, blah, blah, blah. Because I did have this one friend who, well, we were best friends, fake best friends. He was this guy. And then we ended up hooking up and bad things happened, guys. Um, and then years, he was really horrible to me, like now that I look back at it. And then years later, he messaged me to apologize. And honestly, it felt like it was for him. He did it so he would feel better. And so he'd be a better human being. And I didn't appreciate it. Like I, apologize, I, I accepted the apology and moved on, but I've never spoken to them since. Because it didn't feel like it was about me. It felt like that apology was about them. And so, yeah, I guess that's my question, a long-winded question. But yeah, how, like... You know, you reached out to your friends. Like, how do you how do you make that decision? Could do I reach out or no? Um, <clears throat> first thing was that like, um, and like, uh, this is, 
again, like full transparency, like full, you know. Um, when I, after that night, when things had gone down the way they did, like I, I did not at any point apologize, whether that night or in days after. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, it was like, you know, that went down, and then pretty much waking up and and pretending that nothing had happened. Like, and and we, you talked about that, like in in a, like a few like earlier in the show mm-hmm. where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've, we've talked about it on the timeline where parents are just like, they don't say sorry, they just move on. And so that's what I had done. Um, and of course, like, like I said, things weren't the same and subsequently, you know, time, space, you know, silence um, came into the picture. When I, I then did start like, so <clears throat> Someone really close to me, someone mm-hmm. I, I care about dearly, um, said to me, because, and again, I'd invited this feedback. So I, I was just like to her, oh, you know, you know, what is your experience of me and what are, um, <laughs> and she was, she was like, you know what, I really think you have anger issues. Because sometimes it's like you're an entire monster. And I was just oh like, oh my God, what, what? what? And that was so jarring. Like it was just like, wait, what? And and this this was coming from, I think she was ten at that age. My sister, she was ten when she said oh. that to me. So my heart broke, like completely, completely broke. But that triggered me actually needing to stop and being like, okay, if if my ten year old is like, sometimes it's like you're a monster and you have mm-hmm. anger issues, then I do have issues that I need to deal with. And so I took, I, I did like the work of figuring out what was going on. And in, in that like process and, and dealing with all of that was starting to make amends. So yeah. in my situation, I had never apologized for what mm-hmm. I did. Secondly, when I reached out to her, it wasn't a, hey girl, hey, it wasn't like a, I'm trying to restore a relationship. You know, it, it was really, I need to acknowledge that I wronged you and I am sorry. And if, 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 and it was also like, I, I didn't do it in a way that was like invasive of, hey, we need to talk about this. We need to talk through this. It was, I did you wrong. This is what was wrong with what I did. And I am sorry, like mm. pretty much taking ownership of it. And with the entire openness of if she chose not to reply, that was okay. If she chose to reply and she she wanted to say like, she never wanted to hear from me. Like I, I was completely open to whatever her feedback and her response was because like I'd caused a, a, a that, that, is a tra- that's a traumatic event like mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. like someone minimizing your feelings is like like yeah. I, mean, I I had situations in my life where someone minimized my feelings and years later I'm like wait I've noticed that I do x y and z because mm-hmm. of that one trigger moment and so like it was acknowledging to to her that I wronged you um and you're entitled to to an apology and if you're angry you're entitled to that if you never want to see me but like giving her space and the room to do that 
without any selfish expectation like and i also didn't do like this false humility of like oh my gosh i'm so messed up and my life was so messed up yeah goodness there was you don't know what was happening no it was like no 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 regardless of what i was going through what i did was that was wrong that was messed up and i'm sorry and full stop and like and and i left it there and and that was it Snaps to that. Snaps to that. I like. I like that. Like, I just want to summarize that because I, I think that was a really good like checklist of, you know, should I reach out? Should I not? Obviously, it doesn't apply to every single case. But you said, you know, one, apologize for what you did, especially if you hadn't, right? Acknowledge, and that, that's the second point was acknowledging that someone you wronged someone, you know, and because that's important to validate their feelings and experiences, especially if the last thing's wrong. What I wrote is. You know, you leave that feeling like I don't matter, like my feelings don't matter. And saying, yo, I know it was a long time ago, but what I did was messed up and I acknowledge that. Honestly, that validation is so important. And just even though she maybe she had moved on and accepted she's messed up. But there's something about hearing that like someone just admit what I did was not okay. And that just makes you feel like. Oh, at least, you know, it wasn't about me, you know, and that third point was be open to whatever feedback or response you get, you know, again, it's about not centering yourself. This is not about me. You know, it's about acknowledging my wrong, but acknowledging my wrongs in the context of you and what I did to you. I really, really, really like that. Um, I have more questions, but I think, I think it's good probably to go to a song break. We're coming up on an hour and we're not even halfway through our songs for y'all. Um, but I do want to say I'm seeing your Google responses while people are being so vulnerable and sharing these stories. I'm so keen to share to share these um, in the second hour. Stay tuned, folks. Uh, share, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell your family. Uh, not necessarily the toxic one who you blocked, but you know the others. Come through, listen. Um, we're going to be talking a bit more about this, and we're going to share your stories. And and honestly, some of these stories. So, guys, I I can feel your pain, and so I just want to say I I really want to acknowledge that and be like, yo, because. This topic, it hits hard. It really, really hits hard. And so our next song is going to actually be, um, Vav- oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. And, and I just wanted to say, like, you, 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 you mentioned something, um, you know, like, you, you, you're not, like, me not being in that story. Like, I wasn't the center. Like, I was mm-hmm. not the center mm-hmm. of that story. My, my, my then friend, she was the center of the story. Um, and, and she was entitled to the apology regardless of what I was going yeah. through. Um, something that, that has, that was, that had a profound impact and like that, that has been super meaningful to me over the years is like, um, just hearing, hearing that like people act, where, where people have taken ownership of the messed up things that they have without excuses, um, that has always been such a, a profound thing for me. And the second thing is just hearing someone say that, hey, where, 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 you, where you have experienced pain. And so, so I'm sharing this to, to anyone and everyone who's shared their response to our Google forums, to anyone who's responded to the poll about like a friendship breakup or family breakup. I just want to acknowledge that your pain is real and it's important. Mm. Like whether it was acknowledged by that person or not, like, it is real, it's important, and it's valid. Like mm. nothing and no one has the right to minimize it. Even if it's years later, if it affects you and if it bothers you, it is valid. And so mm-hmm. I just 
as yeah, I just I just want I just want to say that, and I just want to acknowledge that, and you know, like just from my heart, just like a a, a deep, profound grief and sadness where there's been loss and where there's yeah. been pain, and like standing there and and like heart going out to you and reaching out to you um, to say, yeah, I, I'm sorry that happened, and I'm sorry that was hard. Um, wow. Yeah. So, so, wow. I'm catching feelings. Anyway, before I go into feelings, like, I'm not going to add anything to that. I actually just wanted to uh, add a, a quick comment before we go to the song um, from Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for tuning in, girl. Um, she says, uh, Hansi, I agree. I feel most apologies are for the guilty person. Uh, if the victim's life has moved on, a uh, victim was in quotation mark, this is the person you wronged, is it not and is not hindered or bothered by whatever happened? Um, then why bring it back and open new wounds? I guess it's hard to tell where they are in life now, but I suppose a tell could be how the relationship ended. I thought that was an interesting perspective too, like just in light of, um, of what we've just shared. Um, but yeah, I, I, to actually say to the, to the next thing as we, as we keep moving along um, is Vavengi by Queen V featuring Sol Jalash from Zim Dancehall uh, coming through your speakers. Yeah, that was uh, that was Wavengi by um, oh god by Queen V featuring Soldier Love, uh, coming through your speakers on Madorofia FM. You're tuned into Bohere conversations you wish you had with your tete or not tete, and uh, we are your wannabe tetes here on Madorofia FM. I'm Tete P, and I'm here with yours truly. Call me. And we're talking all things family and friend breakups. And there's been already so many emotions and like so many important stories shared. Um, one thing though that I wanted to, oh, my JK, I was a little bit lost, but one thing that I, I had a question earlier um, for you also, Haji, based on kind of when you're talking about the story, you talked a little bit about how you guys were part of a bigger French friend group, like even if mm -hmm. it was smaller, whatever. I'm so curious, do you think my dynamics within larger French groups sometimes, like maybe if it's more, okay, let's just say more than two people, once you have more two, more than two people in a friendship click, um, I know we've been leaning heavy on the, I feel like we've done, you know, family and friend on both sides, but I know we're leaning heavy on the friend, friend side, but do you think once you have more than two friend, friends in like a, in a click, quote unquote, there's, there's seeds sold for dissension in a disintegration and dysfunction and potential factions. We're Zimbabwean, so we know all about factions. So I'm curious. Oh my gosh, Ndruku vibrate. Because because you asked me a question that is like super important and like that's just like um the answer I think for me personally the answer to that question is yes. Mm -hmm. But that does not need to be the standard. In my experience where, especially I'm like looking at friend groups where like there's three of us, right? Um, I realized that my insecurities and my unaddressed issues usually were the reason that we weren't able to have like a full functional friendship as a trio. One of the things that I have had to learn and realize is that while I will love each of my friends, 
our relationships will look different because we connect on different levels. Uh-huh. And when we all come together in the same space, that dynamic, like, I, gosh, I feel like this is just me exposing my own toxicity. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. So, um, okay, it's fine. Like I, I, I will play, I, I will acknowledge my, my, my shortcomings and acknowledge that I'm growing. So, um, a couple of years ago, th- three of us, two friends and I went away for the weekend. And while we, and it was like a road trip. So we drove there, right? Okay. Um, and it was like beautiful, beautiful, like, you know, place that we're going to. But the reality is, again, like my relationship with each of them is different, right? I connect with them on different levels and they connect with each other on different levels. They have shared experiences that I don't have. And what I realized is that my insecurity and fear of being left out would rise up anytime they connected on something that I could not relate to. And so at some point I found myself withdrawing from the group from the two of them because I was feeling like insecure Mm. and I was starting to tell myself that, Oh no, they're leaving me out. They don't care about my feelings, but that's not the truth. Like, because there are conversations that I'd have with one of them, the other one wouldn't be able to participate in. And that didn't mean that I loved her any less. I still Mm. loved her the same. And so I think part of it for me is always being aware of where my head is at and the stories I am telling myself because there's reality and then there's the stories that I tell myself. Yes. So yes. it's like, if, if this friendship is valuable to me, like I need to check the stories I'm telling myself and like address them against reality. And sometimes it was as simple as being like, I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan of musicals. Like I've got like two musicals in my life that I'm like ride or die for. <laughs> but in general, I'm not a fan of musicals. And they both love musicals. So they'll go on and they'll go for hours talking about musicals. And mm-hmm. this like this 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 ma'am, me, this chick, I'm not having it because I'm like, no, no, why are we still talking about it? But because I love them, I have started to learn to appreciate yeah. what they love. I enjoy their joy. I don't enjoy musicals. I enjoy their joy. And that's it. And that's how I engage with them. And and I had to learn to do that. Like, so I think mm-hmm. there is a possibility, like, like factions, factions will exist where we, one, don't address our own internal insecurities Two, where we don't choose to communicate well. And that communication is both like, hey, I need clarification. Like there, like I I, I have a list, you know this. I have a list of like phrases that I use that Mm -hmm. I'm like, I noticed that you do X, Y, and Z. I prefer if you do A, B, and C. Like, and that's communicating with someone that, hey, these are my needs, or this is a boundary, or this is how I feel love, or this is how I feel seen. But then it's also being like, hey, I noticed that when I did this, you responded this way. Was I perceiving it right? Or was I not perceiving it right? And it's all about communication. It's tone. It's the words you use. And it's stopping the stories we tell ourselves in our heads. And I've like, I've since had so much better of a relationship with both of them 
that I didn't think that was a possibility. I'd always thought, Kuti, I can't be in a friend group. Like as long as mm-hmm. we're in a group, I can't do that. But the reality is actually I can and I can enjoy it. And sometimes I can so enjoy it because I'm like, I can just keep quiet and observe because then I get to do some people watching. But anyway, that's like a super long answer. But yeah. Wow. I think I love, I love that. I'm going to sum that up again for, for everyone listening. But um, you, you hit the nail on the head because it's like what our, our therapists all say, feelings aren't facts. We've heard this, like your feelings are valid, but they are not necessarily facts. And sometimes I get it too. I, I mean, I'm part of a few like, you know, friend groups. And sometimes, yeah, people bond on a different level. And also friendships ebb and flow, right? Things are not always the same. Sometimes you're closer to one person, other times you're closer to them. Like, depending on what's happening in life, depending on your schedule, depending on where you live, like, Zunik is really different. But I feel like when you start to hear that voice, and you're like, oh, they've, they've been talking every day or three times a week. How come me, I only talk to you once a week? All these things where sometimes you're like, but where is that coming from? Why is that? Do they love me less? Do they care about me less? Hey, wait, wait, why aren't you reaching out? If you want to talk more, why aren't you reaching out, right? So just to sum up what you said, like how those factions come about sometimes in those bigger friendship groups, when you don't address insecurity. So listen, what are those voices inside your head? Not every voice inside your head is good, right? We are saboteurs sometimes. The ones that are trying to sabotage you, telling you not good things, right? And sometimes it's important to hear those voices and to be able to discern them, right? Who's my, what's my inner voice? What is what is what is true? And you said it happens when we don't communicate. And I love that you have that little list. I'm like, ask Tete has before, at least. <laughs> because I think it is like some of those times you're like, I don't know what Dinobunza say. How do I bring this up? How do I mm-hmm. say, you know what, I don't like that without being confrontational or aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of just saying, this is how I felt. And so, so, kind of that tone, communication, and stopping the stories we tell in our heads. I loved, loved, loved when you said that. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking just in terms of time, we're going to talk a little bit about conflict resolution. So we'll hop, we'll hop that into the next sec- section. And the next section, actually, when we, we're going to listen to a couple songs and then we will uh, read through your Google form uh, um, entries. We're still going to, we're still on for another hour, guys. Oh, I see another one just popped in. Yep. So we will come back and do those Google responses, hear your stories. And we will have that open throughout the show. So guys, if you decide you want to pop things in, please do. We are here to listen to you and to share your stories. And it's anonymous. Um, if you're not on Twitter and you would like to have access to this poll or to this Google form, just shoot. If you know how to shoot us a message, message us be it on Twitter, message us on the Madorofia FM Instagram account, email us. We can send it to you. Not a problem at all. Um, and we'll come back. Yeah. Have- yeah. And, and like, definitely, definitely, like Chiaza said, if you do want me, if you do want to know, like, the, the list that I have, I know I, I was, I, I always laugh that I'm like, I'm a nerd about emotionally healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a super nerd about emotionally healthy relationships, because of the journey um, that I've walked, <laughs> also because my sister at 10 was like, you have issues, you need to deal with them. Um, and so like, really, really, this is something that's super close to my heart. And and if you're listening and you're just like, oh man, like I could, I would appreciate some resources. I would appreciate like talking through something or I'd appreciate like, you know, just, just hearing more about like the journey. Like I, I, I am more than happy to, to, to be a resource, to be a point of contact, um, to be a support 
um, like so so feel free to reach out whether it's on Twitter or um, via email whatever channel is best for you again like I have realized like it, it's it's one thing to be like oh my gosh I'm so toxic and this is just a mess but to actually transition and walk through the journey and work through the steps to coming to a place where I I do have healthy thriving relationships like and and I really enjoy them like and and like again like it's it's fun so um one one thing is there is hope there is always hope um <laughs> and if you if you want to talk more about it please feel free um to to reach out to me um, <laughs> I'm like guys your tete went from saying so dear to now having documents and languaging to communicating the feelings and identify <laughs> guys earlier she came I like a notebook you guys can't see but she has this little workbook I don't I don't I can't remember the title but like legit the work you can do the work on yourself and it's not for anyone else though that work is for you and it's beneficial look now your titty is out here telling you all these fire things guys nah I hear you <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. My, my mom's, my mom's, my mom and my sister's like measuring stick of how, how I've transitioned to having healthy relationships is like, they have a, a running list of how many times I've been someone's maid of honor. And to them, it's just like, this is a profound shift in your life. Like this, this is how you went from being, I think you're a monster sometimes to being someone people can rely on, like, to be like, Oh, you know, on my day of wedding bliss, you know, I want to have you by my side, and you know, I want to, I want to be. So, yeah, I get it's 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 funny now. It was not funny then, but anyway, we thank we thank that we thank the yeah. time and the space for um, the shifts. Okay, so back to our musical musical break. Who are we going out with this time round? Wait, it was me. We're about to hear some soldier love and some takura, which is like gonna be a fire back-to-back combo. So our first song is gonna be Ndiris Rinu by Soldier Love. Just in case I know who goes out, I will teach you Ndiris Rinu. Tell him, tell him haters, guys, and cut them off by takura. Uh, when we come back, we'll be sharing some stories. But yeah, guys, cut them off. They toxic. Cut them off. I'm just joking. Just joking. <laughs> This is Madorofia FM. My vibes. My vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are killing me. Some people are recommending ghosting. I'm like, wow, guys, some, some toxic advice here. And to let it put to the question around, um, you know, letting some friendships go. Hey, Simba. Let it die a natural so Confrontation or trying to fix things can actually make it worse. If you don't vibe, you don't vibe. You just don't vibe. Don't force. I'm like, wow, 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 some feelings. <laughs> I'm seeing Maxine. My girl Maxine is here and is uh, in the building. Hey, girl, hey. I was dreaming about you. I said that earlier. When Kunjika with Rumbi. I see Mudiwa is here as well. Hey, hey, hey. Come through, come through. Um, I just want to, yeah, I was just looking through the socials and seeing, and I saw, I saw she, she was sharing some of her feelings as well around how helpful it's been to her every time people have reached out to apologize, even after the fact. And, and I'm loving that. I just want to say, whoever is on a social media, um, <laughs> 
is knocking it out of the park, but some of the things I'm like, mm, sister, <laughs> we might need you to come have a sofa and uh, talk a little bit. <laughs> Some of your advice is killing me. Has you handy if you're claiming if you answer Samantha and you know the GG. If you're claiming Jane, Andy, I hope she's claiming the hair too. I actually tried to come pretty close today, right? Her hair looks beautiful, yeah. It is not like Jane's hair. It's, she's got even like cat eye makeup. I'm just like, okay, Tete. Is this like video or tea or radio? And then that can go. There's stuff happening after what? Anyway. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all heard it here first. Your tete is doing some stuff after this. You know, I'm going to do so and so. But I wanted to say, um, let's let's read a little through these responses. We, we're getting ahead on time, and and I definitely want to chat about some of these. So the couple of questions we asked to say, we said, tell us about your family or friendship breakup story. And the second question was, how did you grieve the relationship, if at all? And so. Um, I'm going to go individual by individual. So, oh, JK jokes. Yeah. So the first story, Hansi, tell, so tell us about your family and friendship breakup story. My mom left Zim to go to diaspora to work. I was living in my mom's house with her two siblings and her brother and sister. Sorry, with her two siblings, her brother and his sister. Mom would send money and clothes and I didn't starve but that money didn't really get spent on me, spent on me. The sister moved out at some point, my clothes would arrive and then start disappearing. Turns out that the sister, I refused to call her my aunt, that's in brackets, um, was taking my stuff and either selling it or giving it away to people, um, or giving it away to people she doesn't talk to now, she doesn't talk to now. But we had an argument where I literally had to be held back because I wanted to sit on her and punch her out when this heifer came to visit wearing stuff that was oh. super exclusive oh. trainers that I know were only were only 5,000 pairs were made internationally and were well done for doing well, were well done for doing well at school gift from mom. Also had my initials embroidered, so they were definitely mine. And I'm literally the only time in my life when I ever hit and punched someone. And I swear if no one else was home that day, I could have gotten really nasty. On top of that, this woman speaks ill of my mom. Wow. Mm. And to this day expects her to just sit, to just, uh, she'll pit assistance as if she doesn't have her own man and family. I haven't spoken to her since that trainer's day. It has been 10 years. And whenever she comes to visit Kumba, she will say hello, but I don't even acknowledge her. She doesn't know where I live and will never have my address. She's not welcome. And so we asked, how did you grieve the relationship? And to no grief here, Tetez, that woman is dead to me. I wouldn't piss on her if she was on fire. Yo. That is, yeah. Wow, that is, that's, that's so hard. painful. Like the betrayal of trust and also like the fact that Parima Power Dynamics, like you, you were obviously young, staying with them. Like yeah. they really took advantage of the situation and like, it's people who, like your mom's sisters, or my guru, right? Like, they're supposed to be like your mom. Yeah. And treating yeah, my... you, stealing your stuff. What? Yeah. yeah. That is like, yeah. And, and, you know, and to that, to that, like, you're doing all of that and then you don't even acknowledge it. Like, mm. you, you don't, mm. you take no responsibility, Right. You're doing all of these things. And then you even go as far as manufacturing stories. Imagine. 
about the person who's looking after i'm like but how like how? i feel like with with family breakups like um you know it's that point of Mari and stuff is the thing that there is no acknowledgement of what you're doing like guys because how people end up talking shit about you behind your back they're saying all this stuff yet they're living off of you you know they are dependent on you and you're like where what how how is this happening in terms of in relationship like I, i'm not understanding the the flow and the vibe I'm, I'm just sending light and love to you and like completely understanding how the break of trust like because how do you how do you come back from from a relationship like that if there's also no acknowledgement of no. what i did for what i stole from you I treated you badly, like I took money that was meant for you, all these things, because I don't know. And I think the other thing with like, with family is like the expectation, it's like your blood, like you, you have like so many shared connections, right? Like where, you know, if, if we're a family, you and I may have tension, but we have additional shared connections. So Mm -hmm. we may at some point find ourselves in the same space you know together and the the assumption that because of like the cultural hierarchy is because their mind my name do whatever you know like i am the one and quote unquote i must humble myself i must like minimize my experience so that i can continue to show you respect that for me is like no 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 that's like that no like no, 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 no. That's that's not right. Like, and that's not justifiable. Like, that's not okay. Like, regardless of 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 where you stand or where you sit on the totem pole or whatever the hierarchy pole, we're all people, and the respect that you want, I also want. Like, it doesn't it doesn't become any less important to me because ndrimana. It doesn't become any less important to me because ndrimzukuru. Like. You know, it's 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 still important. Like, if you want to be treated with respect, what makes you think that I don't want to be treated with respect? If I had, exactly. if she had done that to Hermione, it would have been, oh my goodness, but why don't we give that same energy to her? Can we also give that energy? Yes. Yes. Also, Kutandabata, why is it only kids on Kutandabata? I feel like some of these elders, hmm, they need some divine intervention. I am the underground gang. Please intervene. Um, we have another. We have another couple of stories here, and uh, and I definitely want to work through all of them. The second one, Hansi. So these two friends of mine, Matt and Fa, always had the closest vibes in the group. They used to finish each other's sentences, Chichi. People outside our friendship groups would be like, guys, just date. I was like, Mara, guys, what happens if you break up? Anyway, besides our, advi- uh, besides our advice, we're a group of nine. They decided to try it out. Oh, dear. Here's Renes. I like that. Here's Renes. A high school friend of mine, Leah, came to visit, and I introduced her to the girls of the group. Mind you, Fa was swooning over Matt to my high school friend. Anyway, Leah goes on, Twitter, on Tinder to see what's around. She matches with Matt. She starts talking to him, and then he's like, let's meet. Only to be like, wait, 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 wait. Isn't this Fa's man? Sadly, when, the, when she let the cat out of the bag, Fa was there too in the room. So Fa lost her mind, decides to dig up more, to find out 
Matt was sleeping around on Tinder. And to top it off, he had slept with another girlfriend in our group. Oh, she. So her retaliation was to publicize it all on social media. Oh, my God. Now tell me, Pakadera, I was, I was being blamed about bringing my friend to visit because this wouldn't have gotten out by the guys in the group. I was apparently Judas to them and the other girl. I said, girl, you slept with your friends, man. <laughs> anyway, this was the group I used to do everything with. Oh, we used to travel together, eat out together, rock climb together. I even work with two of them, Jesse. And now it's literally on pause with no sight of what will happen. Taking sides isn't good as a friend. I am mad that they even had the audacity to blame me instead of holding that accountable facts. If I meet any of the guys, Fa and the other girls get mad that I'm taking the side of the cheetah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I have lost a stable support group. And when we asked, how did you grieve the relationship, Hansi? Honestly, I blocked my girlfriend who slept with Matt. I distanced myself and have been doing more things by myself. Hmm. I'm trying to come to terms that my, my best friend group is gone because of cheating. It hurts when I want to do something, but I can't call anyone out because um, out I'm still mad. And I also don't want to make it seem as if I'm taking sides in this mess. But how can you not? It's not easy. Sending hugs, sending love. Losing. Wow, that's so hard. Yeah. Losing. That's losing like eight people, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And 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 then you see them, right? So so you're grieving the loss of, you know, someone who's living, someone mm. who you can mm. see, someone who who's close enough for you to touch but you actually can't. Like there's a chasm that ex- an emotional spiritual chasm that exists between you because of this betrayal of trust. And so it is like, it's this profound, like it's a reminder of loss. Like when you see them, it's that reminder of loss. So like I, I, I've often said like, you know, just grieving, we we don't talk about the reality of grieving the loss of a living person. Like it's, it's, it is, it's deep and it's. That is so profound. Like your point, you're grieving someone who's alive, you know, you could text them, you know, you could hang out, but you know, you can't at the same time. And it's, I think there's something that is deeply painful about it. And I think that's why these stories, like with family and friend breakups in particular, it cuts deep to the core, because I think as a society, we don't, we don't have, you know, you don't have the same level of experience dealing with it. Some of us have been dealing with breakups since we were teenagers, you know, now I'm like 27. Of course, I've, I've got the skills, right? Like, as much as heartbreak is hard, I definitely have built some skill set. I know I'm going to survive. You know, I know these things. But with family and friend breakups, I have no idea. I have no idea. I make, I think, the same case in this friendship group. Because, yeah, to me, it's like, you know, you're losing so many people, not just the people from this clique, but, you know, this person is saying, I also blocked that other friend. So you're losing multiple people. And, and it doesn't, you know, you look at it and you're like, why? All because like, you know, there's like a level of unfaithfulness uh, from, from one person and there isn't that sense of accountability. And then there's the idea of other people projecting, right? Kuti, hey, you did this, you did that. And like, at that point, how do you, one of the things we're going to talk about, no, we have 25 minutes, but we want to talk about conflict resolution and like in cases where it can be fixed, how do you fix it? Um, and when do you say like, 
maybe this is not fixable. And I think that's something that's really important thinking about this story and like thinking deeper, do you lose all the friends or do you then kind of, you know, pick what, what can work, what can not? Does, does time heal everything? That's another question for me too. Because sometimes I don't know how realistic that is, like that time heals things. Because some of these breakups that I've also been dealing with, it's been like five years plus, whatever. And I can still tear up to this day, not obviously up to the same extent as I did back then, but it's still so close. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, yeah, like so many. Can I just say that the notion that time heals all things. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't ascribe to that. Me I don't neither. subscribe mm-hmm. to that. Whatever it is, the, the right version of whatever, scribing. <laughs> I don't, I don't scribe to that at all. Me neither. Because it is the assumption that things will magically work themselves out as time progresses, which is not true. The reality is that it requires the parties involved being open and willing uh-huh. to do whatever is necessary to heal and restore the relationship with the friendship, whatever it is, the dynamic, it is, it is the parties involved that need to be committed to doing that. And sometimes the reality is that you get to a point where you can't like either trust has been so deeply betrayed and broken that you cannot, you, 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 you can't have what you had before, you know? And one of the things that, you know, in, in loss of, 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 friendship relationships, actually in in loss of family relationships, one of the most profound things that has been, not maybe not profound, but the most helpful things for me has been realizing that I need to, number one, grieve the expected relationship that I have. Because again, like I said, I'm a loyalist. And also I think in part because of like just my my, my family dynamic, we, Mm. we we are a we. We are a we, you know, whether or not we're like dysfunctional and working through things in a healthy way, that's, that's not the issue. The fact is that we are a we and we are joint, right? And Mm. in that jointness, something that's super important for me in general, in any relationship is for it to be deep and meaningful. I don't do surface well, like Mm -hmm. I I don't, like, I just, I, I don't know. That doesn't really work for me. Um, and so grieving that expectation that I want to have a deep and meaningful relationship, but I actually may not be able to do that, or I may not be able to have it with this person, whether it's because they're not in a place where they can, um, you know, meet me in that place of depth or whether it's, it's not something that they value and that's okay. Like it's okay. If they don't value that, then that's okay. But it's not my responsibility to try to drive a car with two wheels when it's supposed to have four. Hey. A car has four wheels, which mm-hmm. means if I bring my two wheels, the other party brings their two wheels so that the vehicle can move. So if the other party is not bringing their two wheels, please don't think that time is going to magically transform the non-existent wheels into wheels so you have a functional vehicle. Like it, it's not going to work like that. There has to be a willingness. Snaps to that. Snaps to that. So important. Willingness from both parties. Um, I just want to read our third story here before we move into other like other aspects. If you still have stories to share, guys, we still have time here and we would love to hear your stories. So feel free to, to share. There's something cathartic, you know, um, as you said earlier, healing through storytelling. And there is that, that is, that's not like um, a fake thing. That is legit so true and so real. There's value in, 
in talking about it and airing it and having your feelings validated in your experience as well. So this one, Hansi, I had this girl who was my flatmate and friend in brackets. So I thought, okay. <laughs> but her, that man, she was manipulative and narcissistic. Okay. She'd always throw negative comments and laugh at me with her other friend. And I just ignore it as Kutamba Okunoita friends watch once run. She had worked close to our shared apart. She had worked close to our shared apartment and her school was in a neighboring city. So she'd spend weekdays at our place in uh, weekdays at our place in and weekend in a different city. During the time she was working, we were all fine until she left. She had borrowed from me $600. Wow. <laughs> Money. She had borrowed from me $600 plus an extra $100 that she asked me to cover for her as part of the rent, promising to give it the following month. When the time came, she asked me to cover for her part of the rent, that, part of the rent promising to give it the following month. Oh, dear. Sorry when, the sorry, when the time came, she came up with all kinds of excuses, which I went with till she completely stopped responding to my messages. Girl say, what? On one day, asked for, she asked for me to send her almost $1,000. My US dollars are there, I guess. Can someone confirm? Because, oh, claiming she'd been arrested and threatening to turn me in if I didn't comply because she knew about my relationship with weed. Oh, oh. I had, I had the money, but I don't like being blackmailed. Uh, yeah. So I didn't budge, so I told her I was broke. This was during COVID-19 lockdown. Later, she texted saying she was coming to my city and wanted to crash in her old room, if that was okay. She came and I got drinks and invited some people over because she said she was bored. She got drunk, yo. She got drunk and started crying that she was homeless and that she didn't respond to me and was being rude about the money because she didn't like the pressure. Ah, and I was giving her pressure by asking when she'd return the money. Honestly, I could go on. We lived together, kept on being conned of mine and sex. Um, I think being conned of money and sex and being gaslit. So my mental health became so bad. I was having blackouts whilst awake. Oh, hon. I even thought I was running mad and her gaslighting me didn't help. Maria Kaita more than a year, it's Nakuzoka. And then after seeing a therapist, I moved out and found my own place. I fell for her shit two more times until I realized she didn't give a fuck about what, about, but what I could do for her. So she didn't care about this person, but only what I could do for her. I left out Jumushakanyanya, but I decided I was done. I blocked her and I forgot about her. Wow. And, I, and when we asked, how did you greet the relationship? Hansi, I went through our memories. Oh, Han, I went through our memories on Snapchat, which are a lot, drank and tried to gain closure on my own. I almost texted her, but God intervened. I learned that God will let you hurt yourself the same way until you've learned what you're supposed to learn from it and protect yourself. That's so hard. Like so much manipulation, so much centering of self, so much taking advantage of other people's love and kindness and care for you. <sighs> and Tajay, I, I, I'm also curious, like how do you rebuild trust in this? Like, how do you rebuild yourself? Because this person was, is obviously like kind-hearted, good-hearted. Like you were going to give this person $700 and like, Anga, we ask you for $1,000 saying that they're arrested. 
obviously this person is someone who has an like the empathetic they kind all of that how do you stop because i feel like sometimes when these things happen you're like i'm gonna stop being kind i'm gonna stop being open and understanding because people are going to take advantage of me how do you regain that ability to be like that wasn't about me that was about that person that was not quickly it mean me there's something wrong with kindness or something wrong with empathy or something wrong with caring about people there's something wrong sometimes with other people and they take it out on you how do you how do you fix that yeah um i i oh, yeah i I I need I, I need to start by acknowledging that like I don't I don't think that there's like a quick fix this is the only way to do it or this is yeah. this is how you should do it um um but I I think part of it is that allowing that truth and that reality that it was that person and not me to settle and sit like because i think it's so easy in a situation like that to be like but what did i do wrong like i've i've given everything of myself like i i did everything i went over and above you know and yet that wasn't enough and the reality is that that was more than enough again like it was over and above so it's not a you thing it's a them thing and that also to me sounds like you already said, like a really manipulative and, and abusive relationship. And that's like, there's a problem, you know, people, people, th there's a tendency to take advantage of like kindness and compassion. And, and that's, I think that's what happened to me. That's what happened in that situation where the friend realized, that, oh, this person is compassionate. This person is kind. This person values showing up and they, they took advantage of that and they manipulated that and they like milked out of that person everything that they could, which was wrong. Like, you know, that's like one of the things that I realized in life is that not all, again, we've said this already, but not all relationships are the same, you know, that, some functions, yeah. some relationships function for an individual to have their needs met. So mm -hmm. Even I, I have this like tendency of like someone being like, oh my gosh, I'm in need. My immediate response is like, okay, what do I need to do to yeah. respond to? How do I help? Yep. Like, yep. how do I help? I'm in need. And I've noticed that I've got certain people in my life that only show up when they are in need because they've, mm -hmm. for, for years, they've seen Me that. Me too. Yes. He, yes. If, if I'm in need, her immediate response is going to be like, how do I risk, how, how do I meet that need? One of the things that like my therapist asked me is, what are you expecting to get out of meeting that need? Mm. And I was like, and I, and I realized that sadly over the course of the years, like it's because that person only shows up in that way and I want them to love me. So I'm like subconsciously, my subconscious was like, if I keep giving, then they'll be able to meet yeah, the yeah. needs that I have. They'll be able to reciprocate the relationship that I want us to have. So I kept giving of myself to the extent that it, it became harmful to me and it was mm -hmm. detrimental to me because I wanted them to love me. Like I wanted yeah. them to reciprocate that. And, and I think it's important to like, to start examining that, like, what am I expecting to get out of this relationship? And also telling myself, I'm not the only person who can meet this need. Yes. Yeah. I need to, I'm not, I'm not like, 
I, and, and this is really hard. Like, so I have to talk to myself, like I have to talk to myself and I'm like, you are not the person's Moses. You're not the yes. person's, you're not the person's yes, savior. Yes, 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 it's not yes. your responsibility to save the person. And if the relationship cannot withstand me not being able to save you, then it's okay. You can mm. go. Because if that is my function in your life, that is too much of a burden for me to carry. That is too much of a burden for any one person to carry. But if you're like, I, I'm just sharing. And um, so, so as someone who's recovering from situations like that, like one of the things that I ask now with that specific select group is, okay, that sounds oh, like I'll acknowledge the difficulty. I'll acknowledge the challenge. And then I'll ask, okay, what are, what are you hoping that I will do? Um, are you looking for me to listen? Like, what are you hoping that I'll do? And I let that person like tell me what they want. And yeah. then I can also tell them that, you know what? I cannot meet that need. Like yep. I, I, I can't, but it's, it's like, it's almost like unmasking the pretenses because now I know you came to me because this is what you needed. You came to me because this is what you wanted yeah. for me to you. I am a, I am a, I am in quote unquote ATM to you. I am mm. a like shoulder to cry on to you. I am a, an occasional, like, you know, tete advice giver, <laughs> but that's all I am. So now when you come to me and I'm like, what do you need? And you tell me, I'm like, oh, at least you've shown your face. No, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Oh, yes, I can do that. And, and again, it's always, unfortunately, this sounds really selfish, but because of relationships that are manipulative, you have to be selfish. You have yeah. to be your own guard. You have to be your own yeah. first line of defense. And sometimes I'll be like, I can help because I can help for nothing more than I know I can help. And I, I, I don't want to get anything out of it. Mm. Um, or no, I can't help because I can't help and I can move on with it. But yeah. So like, I definitely yeah. talk to myself out loud. I am not this person's savior. It's not my responsibility to save them. I also affirm myself by reminding myself that, you know what? Um, it was that person's problem. Like I actually mm. have one friend who I'm like, okay, it's, it's her and it's not me. And yeah. Also, she's not in a place where, you know, we could have that conversation to be like, hey, have you noticed that you only reach out to me when you're in need? Or, hey, yeah. have you noticed that when I'm in need, you don't seem to have the same level of availability or time to support mm -hmm. me? Um, and she's not in that place. So our relationship isn't going to go beyond that transactional thing. And it's like, that's, that's the function of the relationship right now. And yeah. that's all there is. Um, and then the third thing would be to to surround to to make sure like if you're if you've been in a situation like that, um, or if you're in a situation like that, I think it's really important to have people or a person who can reflect truth to you. Yes, yes. Because yes. there's a lot of internalizing all the negativity and the manipulation from mm -hmm. this person, another person that you're in a relationship with. And so having someone who can reflect truth, who's, who can be like, and, and you do this for me sometimes, like I've, you've multiple times you've been like, but why do you have to be the one that does that? And I'm like, <gasps> wait, why do I have to be the mm. one that does that? And, and that's, that's true. Like you're, you're like, you're seeing it from like, 
ego bird's eye view and you're just like yeah. why why do you need to step in mm-hmm. and say them why 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 should you do that like and having someone who who does that for you also really helps with realizing that oh it's actually not me it's this person and sometimes that person that the function of that like the the third party is also just to to remind you that your needs are important like if you're burnt out or if you're in need they are also the person that's that's like no 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 like you already have a lot going on and no i don't think that's a good thing and sometimes it's hard to hear um but it's it's yeah it's i think it's important to have that oh wow you've spat so many facts dropped so many like so many gems and like um one thing that i've also been i, I i'm in the same boat as you and i think one thing that my therapist has been saying is you know I, you're not responsible for other people's happiness like at the end of the day we do want to save everyone and like do all these things but it's true people who you know, someone on the timeline is like, wait, you allowed this person to come back in your home after they stole this money from you and, you know, blackmailing you, all of these things. But the truth of the matter is a lot of us are socialized to be quote unquote empathetic or to care. And there's, we can totally break that down into what it actually is. Cause obviously it's not, there's an element of saving. There's an element of feeling like your identity is tied to what you can do for other people. And the fact that people can rely on you, you know, and those are things that some of the friendships that have saved me, and that includes with you, Haji, with some of my girls, shout out to Seen, shout out Mofi, like, is people who, and shout out, oh, that did not, just because I did shout you out does not mean you're not doing this for me, because they're girls, yeah, more, all these people who I can think of who 100% have, have, have saved me because they've always reminded me that, you know, sometimes there isn't, you're not able to be, to play the quote unquote, the savior role. You can't do things, but there are people who love you, not for the things you do for them, but for who you are, right? And that your worth in this friendship is not tied to the material, to the things that you can do for them, right? It's not a, this issue of, obviously, like there's an element of like quote unquote, transactionalism. Transaction, wow, I'm making up words, but y'all know what I mean. But I think like really and truly, like having people to, to Haji's point who reflect that truth to you, who can, who know you, who see you, who not only are always gassing you up, but people who can also just be honest and be like, you know, this is what I think, because you do need that. Because sometimes the view we have of ourselves was so hard on ourselves, was so hard on ourselves. And, um, and like, honestly, like, thank you folks for opening up and sharing your stories, sharing what you've been going through. We'll come back. We're going to listen to maybe some, some K-chaps with Sawira, perhaps. And um, we'll come back, we'll talk about the poll because y'all filled out a poll. We'll talk a little bit about conflict and conflict resolution and, and sign out. We see that time is, time is running. So for sure, we're trying to keep an eye on that. But thank you for sharing. There is power in talking about things, guys. There's so much power. I, I, I realized that I didn't really talk about my experience, guys, and my, and my toxic behavior. But I'm like, ah, have my ancestors fought for me and ensured that I didn't have to. But like, I, I have a few like breakup stories that do definitely touch my heart. I was going to share one that I was really toxic, but ee, guys, ee, it was so bad. It was so, so bad. I'm thinking of maybe sharing the one where I was a victim, but I, but also I'm trying to, un- I'm trying to unlearn. One of my friends earlier this week was talking about how sometimes we look for pity from other people. Like we always try to paint ourselves as a victim so that you can get people to feel sorry for yourself. And I'm trying to, okay. 
but you know i no and i think let's go into the song and then we'll come back and we'll see how the spirit leads in that way <laughs> what do you think Ashley? Yeah, I was just gonna say you can all hear that your tete is having a conflict, an internal Bye. conflict as to which ver- which story to share. But um, so send her some love, remind her that you know we stand growth. I think it was Rumbi who said that, like we stand growth, and mm-hmm. uh, you know you you That's you are true. not That's you are true. not who you were then, like you know. And mm-hmm. and again, please. By no means does that mean you have to share that story, but just as a reminder. No, I feel validated. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah. Um, it was five years, well, more than five years ago. Was, yeah. <laughs> so dumb, so dumb. But let's hear, let's hear some, some K-Chaps and then we'll come back. Yes, this is K-Chaps. Wow. Um, I was just going through some of the, the Twitter streets. Uh, well, that was Sawira by K-Chaps, by the way. Um, love that jam. Love that jam. Love K-Chaps. Oh, guys, K-Chaps followed me this week. I know this is so ridiculous. To admit on radio. But it made, it made my day that day. I was like, <laughs> I feel so seen, so seen. You guys are sharing some, you know, you're also sharing some stories here. And I'm seeing Titch. Hey, Titch. Nancy, that's how, that's, that how do you reset yourself to kindness question is deep. For me, it's accepting that not all bricks, not all bricks are for your temple. I really like that. Not all bricks are for your temple. I'm asking how much can I give to a person without expecting anything back? I resonate so much with what Komi Hashi is saying right now. Chichima Jaha's like bingo. You aren't the only friend they have. Contribute a little something and let them go somewhere else because $600 is a lot. And then they don't pay you back. Um, what happens? Rather, you can't sleep on my couch for two months while you figure it out then that me give you 1k and I'm like I hear that I hear that story a lot um I am full and love how how she talked about asking a person's needs from you when they come to you with a problem so you know where you stand in a certain relationship and protecting yourself so true Audrey you know we're not yeah to that point of we're not responsible for other other people <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing because I stumbled on Mukudem Lambo streets where you saying what say? did you say <laughs> sorry I I I go I'm sorry to blast you on air but what, what is thing. happening where did that one come from what, what is <laughs> because you said you have plans after the show and I said that I'm potentially maybe on a vacation so yeah yeah um but sorry <laughs> let me let me uh what we just spoke about okay fine guys i'll share my story but i really want to say i'm going to be super vulnerable here um and and obviously I've, I've honestly battled with this a lot because i think it really has to do with i think of myself as a good person and so sometimes when i make mistakes which i obviously do because i'm human i really really then focus on that and be like, how can I hide this and not make this part of who I am, you know? So years ago, years, years, years ago, um, actually when I was an undergrad, um, we had a clique of friends. We were really, really good friends um, and just girls. And like, I had my best friend and then there was like, we were, I guess we were really like three girls and like, uh, and a guy, but the, but one of the girls, I'll call her Yokai. Let's call her Yokai. Um, well, I feel like now I'm on like feeling station version or something. 
Okay, I wish I could do the Tinto laugh, but I can't, but yes. Yokai. <laughs> Yokai and her boyfriend and the other friend who I was I was really good good friends with. Um let's call her maybe Zoro right? or Zoro. So so then um you know, we'd been, we kind of, yeah, we're friends for like probably three years, you know, sort of that Rashita run into the other person who, whose Google form we read out, a click and everything. So in our final year, um, wow, so much was happening, guys. And, um, and actually, wow, guys, I'm going to sound so bad, but I just want you to know, I've learned so much. I will never do this again. And I have grown so much from this place. But anyway, so so at that time in my final year, like I, I finished uni a little bit earlier than I was supposed to. So the last semester of my degree, I, I was looking for work. I'd, I'd been home for a couple of months in Zim and then I'd come back to Canada. And I, was, I was looking for work um, and, you know, it's taking a bit of time. So my friend was like, I'd given up my, my apartment when I went to Zim for two months. So my friend was like, oh, you know what, my dad has this place. That's where she was staying in Zoro as well. And they were staying there and they're like, come hang. We are very, 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 very religious, super, super religious at that time. Not like super, 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 but relatively so. Um, and actually this is when we started kind of venturing out a little bit. And so sometimes her boyfriend will come sleep over at the apartment. Like I would be staying, like initially I was staying with Zoro in her room, but then I ended up living in the living room. Um, but fast forward, basically what happened is, oh guys, so bad. Her, her boyfriend and me, like Yokai's boyfriend and I, um, things happened, basically drinks were involved and then, yes. Um, Wait, can I just say something <laughs> that you once said to me? What did you Alcohol say? Alcohol is never an excuse for any behavior. You always yeah. wanted to do what you did. That's true. <laughs> you said That's to true. me about something once upon a time. That's but... true. It, it enables. I think it enables. It gives okay. you the courage to do what you wouldn't have yeah. done, right? Had the courage to um, do, yeah. Yeah, which I think, honestly, was really messed up. I think, I do think, like, obviously, her her person, they're not married, so I definitely want, I'm super respectful of that. But her person and her, like, had this, like, and me had a level of weird energy. Like, we were super respectful, but I think there was weird things happening. And so the opportunity presented itself and like, yeah, stuff went down and we didn't tell her. Um, and like, honestly, there was, it was like maybe a period of a month or so where there was just honestly, like some dishonesty, things were happening. Like we were hanging out, like, um, like I said, we we're pretty religious. So like the level of sin was, you know, kind of sin light, but it was still sin. Um, and, and obviously deep betrayal. And in that time, I really noticed guys, I would struggle. I had so much self-esteem problems at that time, because obviously we'd hang out TSA, right? And he would obviously be giving attention to his girlfriend. And in any, I would just be kind of there and feeling like some level of weirdness and saltiness. I always knew that I didn't want to be with this person. Like, it wasn't like we were like, we actually want to be together. Nah, it was just an issue of I don't know if it's hormones or just like things you can't, things you can't have, the law of the taboo. Um, but eventually like around, it, I think it was just kind of after my birthday and a few weeks before I was actually leaving the town. She, honestly guys, she was a really spiritual person. Like, she, I mean, she, we're all religious, but she was spiritual. Like she was really tuned in. And one day she just, I, I remember I was at work and I remember I got a message from the guy and he was like, she knows. And then my phone rang and she called me and she was like, have you, have you and 
you know, my boyfriend been making out or whatever, what's happened. And I was like, but it was clear that she knew and it wasn't that he had told her. I think she had just intimated. But he had thrown me under the bus. Shocker, horror, not because am I even surprised? Um, and so I was like, we can't drag him, but okay. No, yeah. So he he threw me under the bus and I was like, okay. Um, and obviously I panicked, I threw him under the bus. Uh, not pretty. Um but yeah, so she, honestly, guys, she was like a saint and she forgave me. She was just like, you know, she was so hurt. She was so hurt. Like she was like super depressed. I luckily at that time I had moved out of her place. So remember this is someone who had offered me a place to stay. I stayed at her place for like maybe six months. I didn't pay any rent, anything like, I mean, I contributed towards food and stuff and, and things like that. But just to understand, like, this is someone who had loved me. Who had taken me in who had showed me support and i betrayed her in the one of the most painful ways possible you know and for what she was going through at that time and i just remember like how like how hurtful it was for her and how painful because she really did love this person and like they really did have like a good bond and it was serious and so you know she she said you know i forgive you all this stuff but i think for me there was an element of guilt um that didn't allow me to want to actually keep being friends i just was like how can you take me back after everything I've done? How can you still love me and want to be my friend? And it was just, it was just such an uncomfortable place for me to be and I couldn't be friends with her anymore. And so when I moved, I told her like, for me also, I couldn't have him in my life anymore because he was toxic for me. So I was like, as long as he's in your life, it's really hard for me to also be here and to be a friend. So like if things don't work out with this routine, you guys, I feel like we can work on a friendship, but like then, like I said, they got married in the end. So spoiler alert, like we, we didn't end up being friends. I moved away. We haven't spoken in all those years. And like, I apologize. I apologize a lot back then. And I think obviously as the years have gone on, I felt, I've thought about it more and felt like lots more guilt, even like in the next place I moved to and like developing those friendships, I had to think about it a lot. It was something that was always, you start to think, is that who I truly am? And it's interesting how we don't think of like all these friendships where you've been a good friend, where you've been all these things. Or the years that I was a good friend to her without all of this stuff. Like to me, who I was, was that person who did that thing. And I was like, how can she love me? And all my other friends, it's like, I also didn't want to tell anyone because I was like, I don't want people to think that that's who I am and that that's the sort of thing I would do to my friends. Because it's not, it's something I did do, but it's something that I've obviously worked hard not to be that person anymore. And I've never done besides that, like, but I don't know, it just, and like, obviously, like, I was scared to share this on the show, but yeah, like, it, there's a level of like, this is not who I am, but I did this, but it is who I am too, right? Like, it is who I am, because I did do that. Um, now, we make mistakes sometimes, right? So <laughs> I want to refuse, I want to refuse, and okay, I've got, sorry, I, I, I cut, I cut, I cut in. <laughs> no, that, that's I, it. <laughs> I, I wanted to, I wanted to, to, to push back on that's who I am. Um, and, and I, and I wanted to push back on that because that's not who you are. Th that's something that you did. Like True. you did True. that, but that's not who you are. Like that is not that, that, that act is not a summation. Our mistakes do not define who we are. They are a part of our journey and a part of our stories, but they're mm. not who we are. And I think when we get stuck in, like if you've made a mistake and we get stuck in being like, oh, but I am such a messed up person. It like, you know, it, can, it, brings, it brings in a lot of shame 
but it can also bring in stagnation because then you get caught up in thinking that, but this is who I am. And like you're saying, you start to negate and minimize like the other parts of who you are and the other things that you've done um, that aren't like yeah. bad. So first thing I wanted to like, I wanted to acknowledge that like to anyone who's listening and to you that like when you've made a mistake, the gravity of that mistake, we don't minimize and we don't negate you know, it's, it's gut-wrenching. It's hurtful. There's a lot that comes with it that needs to be dealt with. But um, at least personally, I would, I would always, to anyone who's in my life and anyone who's close to me, I would always resist the, that's who you are. That's not who you are. That's something. Yeah. That um, yeah. Thank you. I'm yeah. like, yes, I just, yeah. So it's a lot, guys. But anyway, um yeah I think so I've, I've definitely over the years been like do I do I reach out do I not but they they like I said happily married and I feel like if they weren't married the shit got ended up like not being with him I think I would have but usually just feels so it feels like I'd be centering myself it feels like it would be something that would make me feel better and I I think anything that needed to be said was said already and also what oh obviously they've, they've moved on um I just obviously want to pay a nod to time. We, we are over time and we're, we're here in our final segment to, to sign out and to intro, one, to outro. One of the things we wanted to talk about was like conflict resolution. Um, and I think Haji's intimated this a little bit earlier, but Kuti, you can't work on things if like the two wheels versus four wheels. You need Mavidi four in a car. And if only one person is willing to show up and do the work, you can't fix the relationship. You can't come back from things if, if one person is the only person who wants to do the work, at least not to a healthy place, not to a place where you can move on in meaningful ways. And I think that that's super important. And also it isn't always possible and it isn't always necessary. I think that's important too. Not relationships end. And I feel like we spoke, we spoke about that earlier. I think a lot of us have hesitation to relationship ending, except those of us who are very, com very comfortable with ghosting. Um, but I think relationships come to an end. That's some relationships do. Some relationships are forever. Some aren't. And we learn. We learn like some things are seasonal. And so I think that's so true. And I think something that you, we, I know we haven't got like a lot of time to delve into, but like that you talked about when we were chatting about this earlier this week, and which is reflecting on how your family resolves conflict and how you've seen conflict resolution modeled in your family and how that ends up impacting you as we think about like friendships and family in general and relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I feel like family, like family or, or, or the, the, the society community space that you grow up in really influences how you see a lot of life and how you experience a lot about life in general. And so for me, like part of that was also like conflict resolution. Um, and in my experience, it was, it's, it's either like outbursts of anger or silence, silent treatment, and then, you know, just magically moving on. Um, and so like, like, yeah, so like that, that's like, and, and, and for, I, <laughs> I feel like if I keep saying this one, I don't know what But like, as someone who's not conflict averse, like. Game. 
as someone who's not conflict averse, you can imagine like having outbursts of anger and silent treatment as my core like conflict mm. resolution tools and how problematic that is. Um, but something that I've realized over the course of the years and just over like like life in general and like working through some really hard feedback that I've received is yeah. that um, those aren't the, these two extremes aren't the, the ideal means of dealing with conflict. There's other ways of dealing with conflict. And I've, I've taken it upon myself to observe people, like people around me um, and, and how they respond to conflict and how they work through things. Um, and, and one of the things is like, again, like I will touch this because like I said, I've got my emotionally healthy relationships workbook. But one of the things is like having like temperature checks, like, mm. and I know this sounds like really quirky and weird, but like, if you're in like a close relationship with someone, especially if you're living with someone. So if you're living with family or you're living with friends or whatever, like a weekly temperature check is something that's been helpful. Um, and that's just running through just how you're doing you yourself and how the other person's doing. And if there's anything that's happened over the course of the last few days that maybe like was an issue that went unaddressed and like, you know, maybe something that could be a barrier and a hindrance to relationship. And I found that doing that pretty early on and pretty frequently, number one, normalizes giving feed, giving and receiving feedback. Mm. because it's it's like you know it's coming like it's it's once a week um you know it's coming and it's also like it's not going to end a relationship because i think yeah. some of the fear in confronting an issue yes. like, oh my gosh this relationship is going to end but no like it won't like when you when you do it frequently when you do it regularly and when you you yourself are aware of the purpose like the, the objective of like a temperature check a check in is not good no it's rather saying that hey you know this affected me or this bothers me um and i can see this being a possible a possible barrier in our relationship and i want to address it so this is your or i want my points to be made but it's rather like the objective with like the checking in is I want to have a more meaningful relationship with you. So you always approach, you approach your tone from that. Cause it's like, yeah. what is my desired outcome from this conversation? It's, Oh, I want a deeper relationship. I want a more meaningful relationship. Mm -hmm. And if that's your starting point, your tone shifts. It, it, it doesn't become, and I just want to get mm -hmm. this off my chest. It's rather, I do want to get this off my chest but I want to do it in a way that continues to foster relationship between us. Um, and so like, Absolutely. so I, I feel like that's a lot, but I guess if I were to like pull out just one thing is like a few things, it's number one, what is the objective of the conversation, the conflict resolution conversation? Is it to end the relationship or is it to make sure that whatever issue has arisen is something that doesn't hinder your relationship? And if that's, if the latter is your objective, then you set your tone based on that. It's like, oh, I want to get, I, I don't want this to be an issue that keeps us from being friends. I don't want to, I want, I don't want this to be an issue, you know, check yourself, come. Like, mm -hmm. I, I want mm -hmm. to address it. And, and yeah. like, you're less likely to be 
like Jane. You may be like Changamukai adjacent. That's why I stand Changamukai because she's just so calm and so like I mean she's aloof, but like Changamukai adjacent. But there's like a level of calmness. Sorry, I'm gonna stop talking now. Because As always, like Changamukai is my fighter. I'm like, sis, what's happening? Why are you so? Why do I identify so strongly with her? But that's for another day. Um. I want to read the, before we sign off, I just wanted to quickly read through our poll results. Um, we had asked, have you gone through a family or friend breakup? It's so interesting, 118 votes, 89% said yes. So this is something that's happening and it's real. Um, and people definitely get super triggered. Nancy, how did you, <clears throat> y'all, we need some national therapy or something. How did you grieve the end and loss of a friendship or relationship with a relative? 37% said grieve what? Grieve what? They want to know. Yeah, so no grieving happened. I drank 6%. I'm actually honestly surprised by that statistic because I thought with Zimbabweans this would be higher. Um, I found new friends. That was 37%. And like I would the loss of Bay, and that was 21%. So yeah, it sounds like, and, and I think like, you know, again, we normalize grieving romantic relationships. We don't normalize grieving uh, other forms of relationships that end, family and friends ones. And I think that's very important. But yeah, shout out to all of you for participating in our poll. Thank you so much for writing with us and tuning in um, and listening and sharing your stories and being vulnerable but also listening to our stories and listening to us being vulnerable and creating this, this space for us to be able to, to have these conversations. Obviously, we, we share some difficult truths sometimes, but none of us are perfect. No one is. And we've all been going through like journeys. Some of us do worse things than others, but it's not a competition. Like you're living your own life. And I think the most important thing is, you know, to be in community, to be in relationship with other people and to strive to continue to do it healthily, you know? to continue to push to say, how can I be a better friend, sister, daughter, cousin, whatever that is? Because honestly, relationships are, are this, this, that's what humanity is made of. That's what this life is made of. Like in as much as there's money, there's all this other stuff. At the end of the day, all we really have is each other, you know? And I think like working on those relationships and, and even when they end, it's okay. It's okay. It's normal. And I think working on that and acknowledging it, because what I do with my friend and family breakups, 100%, I shove it under the carpet. And that's why whenever I have to talk about it, I still get triggered. I still feel like it just happened in Ezuro. I want to cry. I still feel like I'm this villain, even though I know I've worked to not, not be that guy and to feel that guy. What I haven't really done is to forgive myself and to accept mm -hmm. that some of these things happened, but also to forgive others and be like, they did that that didn't have anything to do with me, that had something to do with them. And they were not ready to come and apologize to me. They're not ready to make amends, but really because Ningi Ningi wronged me for the rest of my life. Obviously, like, you know, we've heard some really hard stories today and like there's pain in the things that people we love, what they do. But sometimes we have to learn also like part of the work that we do on ourselves that has just talked a lot about it is also just, like working through that, forgiving self, forgiving others and realizing it's not about you. It's sometimes it's not about you. Like in as much as it hurt you and it affected you and they did it to you, why they did it oftentimes is really something that's going on with them. Yeah. Yeah. 
that is that is really really true and i think like <clears throat> coming to a point where you know you're like your x and x person's actions mm-hmm. and or words are more a reflection of them and where they're yes. at than me is like this like profound moment of like peace receiving like um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's chirungu chirungu yeah but like it's it my is, bundles are better guys my bundles ish my goodness um but it is like when you get to a point where you acknowledge you know kuti i i am hurt and this sucks and all of that pain is acknowledged and then also you like but this person's action is more a reflection of them and where they're at and than me i think there's there's deep freedom to be experienced in that but yeah again thank you so much for hanging out with us this has been bohere conversations you wish you had not yet uh coming to you live from your very favorite community radio station madorofia fm mm-hmm. Um again this has been a fire week of radio content and we're ending it tomorrow or and starting it tomorrow with DJ Sister K. Yes. Better tune in guys. That at is it 7? 7 p.m.? Um I'll yeah. double check. I think she's usually at 5 p.m. but I will I'll double check the time with her but yes tune in to listen to Pama Sofa tomorrow with DJ Sister K. Um, there's always courageous conversations to be had, so many valuable lessons to be shared. So be sure to tune in tomorrow. Um, that'll be key. I also want to obviously do a shout out in terms of, you know, if you love Madurofia FM, you love the content we produce over here and you want to support us, help us keep the lights on, pay for these licenses and all. If you support us, you can buy us a coffee at uh, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Madurofia. Or um, you can PayPal us, that's at kingkandoro at icloud.com. That's the email address. And our equal cash number is 078-511-5865. And the name there you'll see is Mukudze Majoni. Yeah, please do support us if you can. Nothing is too small, so think of us. And again, like, you know, you've been joining the conversation. We've loved hanging with you guys and tweeting and everything. But if you want to, you know, if there's something that you still want to say, something on your chest you want to share with us, or something you want us to talk about in the future, um, let us know. Again, we're on Twitter, at Madorofia FM, at Chichipasi is my handle, at Komi Hajri is Hajri's handle. If you aren't on Twitter, want to keep contributing to the chat or tell us what you want to talk about, we're on Instagram as well, at Madorofia FM. Or you can email us. Um, that's also if you have some music you want us to play, we'd love to play some, some local artists we support. That's what Madurofi FM is about. We're a community. We're about amplifying each other. You can email Haji at Haji at MadurofiaFM.com or me, I'm at Chiazapid at MadurofiaFM.com. Like Haji said, this has been Bohere, Conversations You Wish You Had Na Tete. If, um, if you want to share this, you thought this was so valuable, you think there's someone who needs to hear this, it could even be a sub to them. You're like, yo, this is for you. And uh, here I was about to say, don't be subbing. She got to tell her if I change, I can't Violence, Jane, that energy, channel that Jane energy. But this episode is going to drop. You guys know we'll drop it later on this week, wherever you find your podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Share with your friends and family. We'll keep working on that Apple podcast angle. Hopefully we'll be up and running on there soon. Um, 
but yeah, um, before we sign out with our, our song Shamwari by Freeman HKB, any any last words, Hazi, before we sign off? Um, I guess just like just a reminder, we're not a sum total of our mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. Our mistakes don't define us. They are part of our journey. They are part of our story. So if anyone feels stuck in a place of shame or just being like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst person, um, just sending some love and light and being like, yeah, you know, we mess up and, and it's hard and that needs to be acknowledged. But, you know, we, we are growing, we're evolving. Um, life is a journey. And also, again, if there's any interest in um, any resources or tools, happy to share those. Um, yeah, like this has been mm -hmm. really, again, like inspiring, challenging, um, and I'm hoping helpful um, for, for you, for myself, for anyone listening. Um, yeah. So much love. Okay. So much love to you guys. We'll be back in a couple weeks, back on your airwaves. Again, tune in Mangwana. We have one more show. Usually we are the last show to close up, but this week DJ Sister K will be closing up. So be sure to tune in to Panasofa Mangwana. Um, yeah, this is going to be Shamwari by Freeman HKD. And you've been listening to Bohere Conversations. You wish you had Natete on Madorofia FM. This is Madorofia FM. My vibes. Kuban. My vibes. Evan. Oh, yeah.